In this podcast, we're going to discuss how that every new season in your life requires a new mindset. And welcome. This is Lou Perez, and this is Soul Old 2. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian walk one soul at a time. So great to be with you today. And this is our first podcast, podcast of the year, and I thought it would be appropriate to talk about the simple idea that every new year tends to mark a shift in seasons. Now, we know that there is no hard rule on that. Our seasons can change in the middle of June or in February. However, we are psychologically conditioned as Westerners to see every new year as a new beginning. And some of us maybe look at the last year and say, man, I hope I never get that year again. And we find that uh, often when we face the new year, we have anxieties about what will come. Will it be as rough of this as last year was? Will it be as great as last year was? What will change? What will not change? What will need to change? And we find that whenever God leads a person to uncharted territory, in the scriptures especially, he first tells them to change their thinking. This is why the Apostle Paul said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind or the renewing of your thinking. And Mark 1.15 said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. What does this mean here? The word repent in this context literally means to change your mind. Nobody can follow Christ without changing the way they think, without changing their disposition of heart. And we find that Many of us come from seasons uh, that have been rough these past years, or maybe this past year in particular. And if there's one thing I can encourage you to do with God's help, is that don't enter your new season with last year's mindset. Don't enter your new season, your new year, with last year's mindset. For some of us, that needs to happen for sure. Maybe for others of us, we've had a great mindset, we've had a great year, and we want to keep it going if, if we can. But did you know that it is impossible to believe something new without changing the way that you think? Or as the Bible puts it, the word repent means to change your mind. It's impossible to believe a new idea without changing the way that you think. It is very much like changing glasses. When you change glasses, when you change your lens, Everything you see after that is seen differently. And if the lens that I wore the past year is the kind of lens that was negative or hopeless or angry or unforgiving or uh, depressed all the time, then it's time to seek for a change and do whatever I need to do to change those mindsets. Because in God's way of thinking, we were never meant to live that way. He has called us, those who follow Him, those who love Him, He's called us to prosper and to live a life of hope. And even though a life that may not be perfect, we're going to have problems, we're going to struggle, but He's going to satisfy us, according to Psalm 103. He will satisfy us no matter what circumstance we live in. Now we find the story of Israel in the Bible, that Israel was delivered physically from Egypt, but not mentally from Egypt. What do I mean by that? that when they left Egypt in the story, they, they left a land in a physical sense, but in a mental sense, they never left. How do we know that? Because part of their mindset 
is that they were constantly complaining and whining about missing where, where they came from, even though it was a rough, depressing, hopeless situation. Sometimes a situation can be totally hopeless and awful and nasty, and we develop a familiarity with it, and we kind of almost want it. We almost miss it because that's familiar to us. And yet God is calling us to live beyond that, to be stronger than that, to be greater than that, because he has a destiny for each one of us who follow him, who love him. And Israel was delivered physically from Egypt, but their mindsets were always to the contrary. They, they always lusted for what they had. They said, well, I wish I had the food we had there. I wish I had the friends we had there. I wish I had the life we had there, even though they were living in bondage and the oppression was so great that they had a crowd to God. But though we do that in life sometimes, where in a mental sense, we haven't left the place that God took us out of, that maybe he shifted our season, maybe God changed something in our life, and physically we changed, but mentally we have not. We're still holding on to what was. We're still clinging to the past. And we find that, as, as in Israel's story, there was a transition from being a slave to walking in freedom in the, new, in the new land, and they always had a problem doing that, that they always have a, had a slave mindset. And uh, in a sense, we can be a slave to the past. We can be a slave to the things that hurt us, the things that wounded us, and have them always in our minds and always bearing down on us psychologically and not able to move forward with our lives. So we find that with where we are going as people in this new year, we need to change some of our thinking because maybe the thinking we had last year was not as healthy. Maybe it was counterproductive. Maybe it was something that was distracting us. Maybe it was something that was filled with with darkness or hopelessness. And we wonder, why am I alive? Why, like, like Job once said, he says, why is light given to those that are in misery? In other words, why are, are people who are alive made the most miserable? What's the purpose of their life if only they have misery? And maybe this is your mindset today. But what are some mindsets besides what I'm mentioning that we need to shed? I'll give you a few today. One is a stuck mindset or mindsets that are stuck. What's a stuck mindset? It's when someone can't get from point A to point B in their minds and they can't resolve something in their thinking that helps them to move forward. A perfect example of this is when somebody doesn't forgive. If you don't forgive, which the Bible commands us to forgive, why? It's more for you than for the other guy. Because when you forgive, you're letting yourself out of prison. We know that. But when a person is stuck in a situation, it could be a bad habit, it could be an addiction, it could be lack of forgiveness, it could be a hopeless path. Uh, what is really stuck is their thinking, not just their circumstance, but the way that they're thinking. That way of thinking is keeping them in that situation. It's keeping them in a wrong, in a wrong pattern. And that's why, again, Paul said in Romans, he says, we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. The way that we think has to change before the way that we act changes. And when we invite God to change our thinking, everything changes. Have you ever noticed that when your life changes, it's because your thinking changed first? I have family who have done the keto diet, which is very popular today. 
And it is amazing when you have a discussion with them. They have every, every meal perfectly planned out. And if you ask them to explain everything, they explain everything scientifically. This is why this works this way. This is why I should eat this. I should not eat that. And everything is perfect. What happened there was that their thinking changed before the weight loss and the health happened. And the same has to happen with you and I. Before we can change our life, before we can change our patterns, the way that we think must change. So stuck mindsets, but what's, what's another mindset that we need to shed? An unrealistic mindset or unrealistic mindsets. In the story of the Wizard of Oz, Dorothy and her companions came to see the wizard who would keep Dorothy, uh, who would help, uh, hopefully help Dorothy come back home. He, he was the power person to get it done. Instead, what they found shocked and disappointed them. Instead of a wizard with magical powers that awed people, they found a small nervous man pushing and pulling buttons and levers. Instantly, their perception was corrected because they had had an unrealistic mindset of the situation. And maybe you've been hoping for something that maybe is not realistic. Maybe you've, you've not run it by people who love you that can help you and say, you know what, I believe in you, but this is not realistic. And maybe we're holding on to things that are not practical for us, that are not for us. Not everyone's going to fly the space shuttle, right? Not everyone's going to be the president. Not everyone's going to uh, be great or famous or rich. And we find that, just like in the story of the Wizard of Oz, behind all of the drama, all the fierce power, they found a man who wasn't what he appeared to be. And when we're stuck in an unrealistic mindset, we're seeing things as we want them to be or think they should be, but not as they really are. And so maybe this year we can shed an unrealistic mindset of things and think soberly about our future, about our personal vision, about the things God wants us to do in a healthy, realistic way. But what's another mindset that maybe we can shed for this coming year? What about an unfocused mindset? To find out what an unfocused mindset is, we have to maybe ask the question, what is a focused mindset? Well, in an unfocused mindset, we find that that uh, that if you put it opposite the focused mindset, the focused mindset is like a laser beam, right? An unfocused mindset is scattered. It's the opposite of a laser beam. In an unfocused mindset, anything goes, and when anything goes, there is a loss of control, a loss of discipline, self-respect, and dignity. And when our minds are unfocused, it is like shooting scattered buckshot from a shotgun. It hits everything, but nothing in particular. And maybe this past year, you did not have focus in your life. You didn't have vision for your life. And when you don't have focus or vision, you don't have discipline. You don't have a reason to get up in the morning. Maybe you need a reason to get up in the morning. Well, only God can help you discover what that is. Discover that for yourself this year. What, what is my reason for getting up in the morning? And do it. Do it as worship to God. And you watch how, how you begin to focus. And when you're focused, there is joy in focus and having a, a, a laser beam kind of attention to what you need to be about and what you need to be doing. When we don't unfocus, every other type B priority has been called becomes important. In other words, our focus is our type A priority. For instance, if, if my job is to 
clean cars, that's my focus. But if instead of focus on cleaning, focusing on cleaning cars, uh, I'm, I'm spending you know three hours on social networking, then I'm unfocused and I'm missing my whole point. I'm, I'm being distracted by B priorities. And But when I focus, A priorities become important and I realize this is why I'm here. This is what I'm supposed to be doing and do it. But I'll give you one more mindset that needs to be shed and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll bring this in for a landing. A hopeless mindset. We just did a long series on hope on this podcast these past few months. And we find a beautiful scripture that is very encouraging to the heart when you read it. It's in Jeremiah, in the book of Jeremiah, where it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. This promise was to Israel at the time, who had been wayward and they had stopped following God and, and stopped, they stopped living according to the covenant that they promised to live. And whenever we don't live by God's, God's way or His covenant, we, we go into self-imposed exile. We, we kind of separate ourselves from Him and we suffer the kinds of consequences. And in their situation, their consequences were being invaded by foreign enemies and, and, and just destroyed and devastated. And uh, yet, in the middle of this, God gives this promise that even though they're going through all this, uh, it's not God causing them the pain. He, he, God just allows us to live the consequences of our choices. He's not a monster that just beats on us every time we do something wrong. He just says, if you really want that, I'm not going to stop you. I love you. But you have to, you know, with every choice comes also the consequences that are connected to that choice. So he let them choose what they wanted and they live the consequences, just as we all do. Every time we make a choice, we have to live with that choice. And with those consequences came a profound national hopelessness. What is our lot? What is our hope? What future do we have if we don't have the land, if we don't have the temple, if we don't have, have God? And maybe last year was a difficult year for you where you struggle with hopelessness and you wonder, how am I going to make it? Well, maybe it's time to shed that. Maybe God is saying, I want you to start believing in me that I'm going to break through for you, that I'm going to open doors, that I'm going to make the way and begin letting, letting his word sink into you to a point where you develop hope. If you have a problem finding hope, read Psalm 103. That is the most encouraging Psalms I've, I've read. And it, to me, I call that a reset Psalm because it helps center my heart when I read it. And it's so encouraging because it talks about why David is worshiping God. He's worshiping God because of all the benefits he gets, because God blesses him so much. And he's saying, thank you, God, for this. So I'm going to leave you with that. If you like this podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend. Have a great day.